You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. It's time to talk about the Green Bay Packers. This is your Packers update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com, powered by Overtime Media. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy. And I'm your host, JJ Leahy. Breaking news, the Packers have signed defensive tackle Kenny Clark to a four-year extension worth $70 million. This news came minutes before the Packers' first training camp of the 2020 season got started. Kenny reportedly went to bed at 8 p.m. last night to get ready for training camp today and woke up to numerous missed calls and texts from his agent and his mom, excitedly letting him know that the deal had, in fact, gone through. Packer fans have been holding their breath to see when the Packers would be able to re-sign Kenny. Their salary cap situation over the next few years does not look good, especially with the new limitations coming from the COVID-19 pandemic. And the Packers do have a lot of guys to re-sign. However, Kenny Clark was clearly the number one priority. Clark's agent has been dragging his heels, trying to make sure he gets the best deal possible. And you'll recall that just a couple weeks ago, Kansas City Chiefs tackle Chris Jones signed a four-year $80 million deal. As it stands, this is a really good deal for the Packers. Now, Clark is technically listed as a nose tackle. And although there's some debate as to how accurate that description is of Kenny, he's now the highest paid nose tackle in the league. Clark will be paid $37 million the first two years of the contract, and he got a whopping $25 million signing bonus, the largest one the Packers have ever paid out to a non-quarterback player. This is bigger than the $20 million signing bonus they gave to Clay Matthews and the $19 million signing bonus they gave to Zadarius Smith. Barring injury, Zadarius and Kenny should be locking up that D-line for years to come. Why is this a great deal for the Packers? Well, Clark is going to get $17.5 million a year average salary. And that was sort of best case scenario in projections by salary cap guys like Ken Ingles. Everybody's all locked up for the 2020 season, but for 2021, the Packers needed to take care of Kenny Clark, who's now done, left tackle David Bakhtiari, cornerback Kevin King, running back Aaron Jones, 
and center Corey Lindsley, or let those guys walk to new teams. Everybody's got lots of opinions about who exactly the Packers should try and re-sign, and I've talked about my opinions on this extensively on Twitter. You can follow me at JJ Leahy and hop in the conversation. And don't forget, the year after that is Devonta Adams. So, this was the surprise news of the day. But the Packers also started a training camp for the first time of the year. Aaron Rodgers showed up, bringing back the Fu Manchu mustache again. He tossed a beautiful touchdown pass to Al Lazard, despite excellent coverage by cornerback Josh Jackson. Last year's backup quarterback, Tim Boyle, who's back this year and will likely reclaim his QB2 responsibilities, threw the first touchdown of the camp. And we got some good news and bad news. The touchdown pass was caught by Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who looked great as he ran it for 45 yards and a score. MVS is one of those guys who needs to have a bounce back year if he wants to stay with the team. And the Packers do really need him. The other position they need help at is cornerback. This touchdown was also allowed by Josh Jackson, and he reportedly looked a lot worse on this one. Even more bad news for Josh, Chandon Sullivan is getting first team reps at slot corner. We got a hint that CB3 might be Sullivan after Kevin King's interview earlier this week. He praised Sullivan, who looked phenomenal in his limited snaps last year. The Packers so far have decided not to bring back veteran cornerback Tremon Williams. Although Williams, who is still not signed with any team, would certainly be their go-to option if they can't come up with enough guys in training camp. The Packers claimed wide receiver Travis Fulgham off waivers from the Detroit Lions earlier this week, and today first-round quarterback Jordan Love threw his first-ever NFL touchdown pass in training camp to Fulgham. Fulgham is wearing number 18, and I believe he's the first player since Randall Cobb was let go over a year ago to wear Cobb's old number. Versatile third-round tight end slash H-back Josiah DeGuara, as predicted, was busy all over the offense today. If everything goes as planned, this is how you'll see him used during the NFL season. He rotated with the other tight ends in position drills, then slid over to fullback in routes on the air. He then got another fullback rep in team drills. Elsewhere on the offense, Reggie Bagleton actually looked interesting and impressed onlookers as a slot receiver. He beat Kadar Holman for a touchdown pass from Tim Boyle and caught a pretty little pass from Rodgers on a stick route. Remember, every single year, there are a lot of depth guys who look really good in training camp but can't perform when it comes to game time. No matter what, Reggie has a long way to go to make the 53 three-man roster. Equinemius St. Brown missed the entire 2019 season to injury, but looks to be running well today, seemingly fully recovered from his high ankle sprain. The Packers lost right tackle Brian Balaga to the LA Chargers this year and signed a two-year deal with former Lion Rick Wagner, also a former Badger. But the offensive lineup seems anything but certain. The day started with Billy Turner at right tackle and Lane Taylor at right guard. However, they eventually put Wagner at right tackle and kicked Billy inside to right guard. The team also involved Rashawn Gary early. He started the day off lined up at outside linebacker alongside Zadarius and Preston Smith at the same time. Kicker Mason Crosby has been reactivated off the COVID-19 list, and he went 8 out of 9 kicking today. Now, the guy I really wanted to see working today was A.J. Dillon, and he did look good. Aaron Rodgers commented on the second-round running back, saying he's got all the right tools, but he needs to catch up mentally. Matt LaFleur said A.J. Dillon has got, quote, some massive legs. I've not seen a running back built like that, not in my career that I've been around. Remember, LaFleur was the offensive coordinator for Titan in name and build, Derek Henry. So that's an impressive compliment. Another person he impressed, new addition linebacker Christian Kirksey. Man, uh, <laughs> you know, as as a linebacker, you, you know, you want to you want you want to man up and say, you know, if I see you in a hole, I'm gonna hit you up top. But when you see when you see how big he is, you almost got to go low. <laughs> um, but then you look at you know his his legs and he got tree trunks, so you you might want to think twice with that too. So um, I'm excited to see you know what he what he brings to the table. Um, he's a, he's an extremely good guy. You can see that uh, his personality um, is kind of quiet, but uh, he's all about business. So I'm, I'm eager to see how he uh, plays and 
you know, be a one-two punch for Aaron. So there you go. Big, big day for the Packers. And that does it for us. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packers strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the Packernet Podcast, hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to packernet.com and follow the Packernet Podcast on Facebook. My name is JJ Leahy. You can follow me on Twitter at JJ Leahy. And this has been the Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update.